When you're closed off from from community, you're not able to find inspiration. Sometimes you kind of get stuck in your own thoughts and in your own way. You start going down rabbit holes of self self doubt and confusion and trying to do a million different things because it sounds exciting, but then not really fully finishing anything. So. There's so many different things that happen when you don't have that community around you to keep you accountable. That clip you just heard was today's guest, Danielle Weeb. Danielle is the founder of Van City Business Babes and now global platform Business Babes Collective. It began as a local chapter in Vancouver and after three years led to the expansion across five cities and counting across the world with one mission to connect, educate, and inspire businesswomen through events, workshops, and programs. I really enjoyed speaking with Danielle, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Community, collaboration, and mentorship are amazing things, but they can be hard to find, particularly for female entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurial wasn't always an adjective I would have used to describe myself until I completed my BCom specialization in entrepreneurship. Even now, the word still makes me feel a bit nervous. To help me get over that, and for some further learning, motivation, and inspiration, I attended a Victoria Business Babes event last fall. After attending one event, I met a community of like-minded women, all with the same mission to learn, grow, and support each other. I knew from that event that I had to reach out to Danielle to learn more about her story. So Danielle, let's go back to the beginning before Business Babes. Did you attend university? Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? That's a great question. I'm so glad that you got to be a part of our community and check it, check us out. Uh, we, so I, when I graduated first from university and even while I was going to university, I always knew I wanted to have my own business. And I did think that I would be an entrepreneur at some point, but that being said, I didn't know that that was going to be so soon after I graduated. Um, I started a business in university, but it was kind of more like a side hustle, I would say. And uh, I helped businesses with social media and marketing and things like that. Um, And then, yeah, after I graduated, I was looking for a job and I got a few different jobs, tried that out for a little while, and then kind of soon realized that um, entrepreneurship, I think, is just in my blood. And so... I mean, of course, it's like a longer story than what I'm sharing now, but uh, one thing led to another. And yeah, I've been in business for five years with the brand that we've built now. So what is Business Babes Collectives? Great question. So we're a community for female entrepreneurs. Uh, We really help women to, first of all, educate them and give them the tools that they need to grow their businesses. So we do that through some of our online resources. We do that through our events. Um, We also have a business program that we run. And then we have um, also a mastermind. So we try to educate. We also, community is a huge aspect of what we do. So we like to connect women together, have them be able to meet one another, connect, collaborate. And we totally believe that if you want to start a business, you need to have community around you. So that's what we try to provide for our community. And then thirdly, um, one of the values that we have is 
impact. And so we really want to be able to impact our community so that our members of our community can go out and with their businesses and their lives, they can go out and impact their own communities um, in what they're doing. So did you have help starting with this business or did you have any prior experience with events or marketing? So I had a little bit of experience. So I would say, you know, growing up, um, events definitely were something that I was passionate about. My sister had started a wedding planning business when I was younger. So I was kind of her sort of right hand girl whenever she would do a wedding and she needs needed some extra help. I'd be kind of her assistant. So that was my first kind of introduction into events. And then through university, actually, I was a part of um, a business community that we had there and I helped throw some of the events that we did there. And I think that really, like while I was still going to school, that's when I really realized that I had a passion for events and a passion for not only the marketing side of like what it, what went into promoting an event, I found that really fun and exciting, but also the event itself, seeing it come together, seeing people, you know, enjoying it and having a good time and connecting with one another. I just realized like, wow, this is really awesome. And I don't know if I really realized it at that point, but I think something in me kind of clicked and I think subconsciously I realized like I need to do something like this for my future. And why did you pick um, strictly females? Did you feel like there was a need in the market for something like this? Was there nothing like this before? Honestly, the reason I started the business, because originally when I started hosting these events, I did not, I wasn't meaning to start a business doing this. I just started hosting events because I particularly, like I was looking for a community um, that I could be a part of. So at the time I was working for my mom's business. I had a side hustle business that I was trying to build as well. And I kind of was wearing all these different hats. And so I was really looking for opportunities to connect and network myself and to educate myself in business and learn. And I didn't really find what I was looking for. And so, yeah, I started hosting my own events just for fun at the beginning. And then it became this community that was asking me, you know, when's your next event and what are you going to do next? And so that sort of I guess, inspired me to continue creating and continue, continue evolving. And now, yeah, I've been running the business. The first year I was doing the, I was running the events alongside everything else. And after a year, I decided I wanted to really jump in with both feet and do it full time. So I've been doing it full time now for four years. So now that it's um, expanded through five different cities. Yes. Um, Yeah. How do you keep the brand or keep it still very genuine and authentic when you can't physically manage all five like different cities? Yeah. Great question. (laughs) Luckily, um, I've been able to partner with really awesome women for each community that we're in. And so really the chapter leaders are the ones to help the community thrive in those individual cities. Um, and then I support them through, you know, um, a lot of times they're, you know, we're calling each other or, um, sending voice memos to each other with bouncing ideas and brainstorming. And so I guess I act as a bit of a consultant and coach for them, but really, you know, 
they're incredible women on their own with their own ideas and things that they want to bring to the table. And so they've been able to really take the community and make it their own while still being really authentic to the brand. Um, one of the things I think is important is to continue to talk about the vision of what we're doing and bring it back to the purpose behind why we do what we do. Um, and you know, the biggest thing is, like I said, education, community, and impact. So if we can always bring it back to those three things, then, you know, outside of that, we can be creative and try new things and, and evolve as we go. Yeah. And what do you look for, for, um, chapter leaders when you pick them? Well, funny enough, all of the chapter leaders have come really organically to the business. So, um, some of them have attended events in Vancouver because Vancouver was our first city that we launched. I'm from Vancouver and they would come to events in Vancouver and then say like, wow, this is something really cool that I feel like I could bring to my own city. You know, one of our chapter leaders, um, the one that's in Toronto, Lauren, she was living in Vancouver at the time, but originally from Toronto. And then when she moved back to Toronto, she said, I think that we need a community like you've built in Vancouver in Toronto. And I would love to be that person to kind of take that on. And at that point, I mean, we had been friends and had built our relationship for about three and a half years. And so there was a huge level of trust there. Um, and relatively similar to a lot of the other women that have taken on the chapters is, you know, they've either come to events and we've built the relationship that way, or we've been introduced from, um, to each other through mutual friends. And so there's like that trust of us being introduced by a person that we both know. And so, I don't know, for me, it is really important to have that trust and that relationship built. Um, and so it hasn't grown based necessarily on people randomly reaching out, but more relationships that have been built over time. And for people who haven't been to any of the events, can you walk us through kind of what a typical event is like? Is there, are there guest speakers? Yeah, absolutely. So each of them are run a little bit differently and also based upon, uh, the venue that we're, that we're partnered with at the time. So most of the time we have a portion of the event that's for networking. So, you know, meeting each other and connecting. Um, sometimes we play little like networking games and social games. And then um, we also have a lot of the times either a panel of speakers or we'll have Q&A talks or we'll have short little kind of like TED, TED talk style, style talks. Um, so there's a, there's a portion of it where we have like speakers that are, um, sharing their experiences of how they've grown their businesses. Uh, and then, yeah, we try to make it really fun. We have food, we have drinks, we have uh, vendors, prizes, like we try to make it as enjoyable and as fun and, um, as in, like as, um, I guess attractive as possible to people just having a really fun time, but also learning and connecting while they're doing that. And do you have any tips for people who are new to networking and maybe might feel a little bit intimidated? 
Yes. <laughs> I have lots of tips for that. Um, it's funny because people talk about this all the time within our community. And I will also admit that when I'm going to an event, if I'm not hosting the event and I'm not actively involved in the event, I get nervous too. So I think first of all, understanding that it's okay to be nervous and there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. <laughs> if you're, you know, nervous to come to an event, then that's, that's normal. Like it, it's scary to walk into a room of people that you don't know and start up conversations. Right. So I would say, first of all, know that you're not alone. Second of all, um, something that we've actually started to do for our events that has helped a lot is we create these group chats uh, for people that are coming to the event. Um, but they're coming alone. So we just started doing this within the past few months and it's been working really well. So if you purchase a ticket to our event, you can send us a message on Instagram and say, Hey, you know, I'm coming to your event and coming by myself and we will put you in a group chat with other people that are also coming on their own so that you can start to get to know each other before the event. And so, yeah, so, so how that can actually translate, like, even if you're going to an event where obviously they might not be doing that, maybe trying to figure out like who else is going to be at that event and can you connect with them beforehand? Um, maybe you want to connect with them and, um, either follow each other on Instagram, or maybe you want to, you know, go for a coffee first, you know, and go to the event together. Um, those are some tips I have as well. And then when it comes to actually talking to people at events, don't be shy because people are at networking events to meet, to meet other people. Right. So I think a good way to kind of get yourself into the conversation is just to be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to join on in. And, um, I'd love to introduce myself and just kind of like take that 10 seconds of bravery and just go for it because yeah, it might feel awkward in the moment, but as soon as you break the ice, it's just like so much easier from there. So take those like 10 seconds of bravery and just go for it. Introduce yourself, you know, maybe even go up to someone who's also standing by themselves, um, alone and be like, Hey, is this your first time here? Like I'm kind of feeling like out of place a little bit too. So just sort of break the ice and then start asking them questions about themselves and you know, how they how found out about the event, um, what they're working on right now. I like a good question that I would go for if you're wanting to start conversation is like, what's an exciting project you're working on right now? So instead of the typical, like, what do you do? Um, you can say like, Hey, what's a, an exciting project you're working on right now that you're excited to, to launch or to, to share. And that will kind of bring the conversation in a different direction. So what would you say has been the most kind of challenging aspect of just not just business babes collectives, but kind of just your career in general? Most challenging. Hmm. That's a great question. I think growing as a leader has been the most challenging. Um, so as we've grown, we obviously have our different chapters in different cities. And then also we have a small but mighty team <laughs> in Vancouver. And I think, I've always, um, wanted to be a good leader. And I think learning how to, um, lead a team and lead a community has been super rewarding, but also so challenging at the same time, because 
you have to have, sometimes you have to have difficult conversations. Um, sometimes as a business owner, you get feedback, whether it be from your community or people that you're serving and you get specific feedback and being able to take that feedback and not think of it, not taking it personally, but really taking it as like, if it's constructive, then taking that as constructive and really learning from it instead of getting emotional about it. And so I think that has really been a way that I've been able to grow, but it's still like, it's, it, I'm learning every single day (laughs) and I'm still learning. I think I'll be learning for the rest of my life, but, uh, yeah, learning how to deal with those tough situations, um, and, and growing. And I think entrepreneurship in general is a fast track for personal growth because there's so many things that you have to overcome, like the fear of what other people are going to think of you, um, you know, dealing with people, uh, figuring out taxes, like so many things that are, that come along with running a business. But if you're willing to like grow and learn, then yeah, you can fit. Everything's figure outable. I think Marie Forleo says that everything is figure outable. Um, so you can do it. You can, everything is, and, and people have done it before. That's the other thing. So getting that community around you and being able to, uh, get that support is really important. And what do you think are the biggest kind of challenges that female entrepreneurs are faced with? You know what? The more and more I think about this, mm-hmm. I think it's loneliness is a big one because a lot of female entrepreneurs are working from home and they're not connected. And I think that brings along a ton of challenges because sometimes when you get so, um, when you're closed off from, from community, you're not able to, uh, find inspiration. Sometimes you kind of get stuck in your own thoughts and in your own way. You start, going down rabbit holes of self self doubt and, um, confusion and, um, shiny object syndrome. I don't know if people on this podcast know what that is, but it's like trying to do a million different things because it sounds exciting, but then not really fully finishing anything. So there's so many different things that happen when you don't have that community around you to keep you accountable and to keep you focused and on track. Um, and I think it's just spurred up, spurred from loneliness and not being connected with other people. Yeah, like the whole nine to five job is completely changing. So do you work in a like a co-working space or um, yeah, how do you keep yourself motivated still and still challenge yourself without just yeah getting lonely? Yeah, great question. It's funny because this has just recently changed within the past week. So um, for five years, I worked at home uh, and I never had a co-working space. And just last Wednesday was my very first day. So a week today was my very first day at a co-working space. So I now have a hot desk membership, which means that um, hot desking is pretty much you don't have a designated desk but they have like common areas where you can come and work. So similar to like, if you were at a coffee shop, um, but it's kind of, you know, that a little bit quieter, everyone there is working. So it's a little more friendly for, you know, people that are working on their own, but yeah, it's been actually such a great experience, um, to be there because I have a little bit of like that separation between, um, you know, living my life outside of my business and, um, and, and my business, because I can just work at that co-working space and then come home 
and not necessarily open my laptop. Today is actually the very first time that I've opened my laptop at home um, just to like finish up on a few things and do the Skype call. But it's such a cool way to have that separation. So um, before that, though, I would go to coffee shops. Um, if I wanted to, if I felt like I was getting a little bit, yeah, like a little bit lethargic, or if I felt like uninspired, I would take my laptop and I'd go to a coffee shop and just kind of have a different environment to change things up a little bit. It's still hard to kind of achieve that work-life balance because being an entrepreneur, you're always, you always have these ideas. You always want to go, go, go. And, but how do you achieve that balance if you, if there is one? Yes. This is a really great question. I, I continually, I think, try to work on this. Um, my husband's really good actually at, um, helping me create that balance because he works a nine to five. And so, you know, I really try as much as possible to do the majority of my work while he's at work. And so, you know, out, outside of those times, yes, there's going to be some nights that I'm going to be working and, you know, we have our events in the evenings and things like that. But on a normal work day, I try as much as possible to keep it between nine to five. Um, you know, he usually gets home at around like five 30. So, you know, it's for me, I get up early and I, you know, start work early. So I'm definitely working more than nine to five, but, uh, yeah. And then I try to work till about five 30 or so. And then as much as possible, try to pack it away. Um, and yeah, there's going to be times where your business is a little more busy or, you know, you're going through, um, some sort of like growth maybe. So right now, for example, we're, we're experiencing that growth and, um, you know, we, we've just been able to have someone come in and start to help us a little bit more um, part-time and doing some admin to help me with kind of the volume of emails that we receive and all of that kind of stuff. And that's been super helpful. But, you know, before that, you know, I was kind of drowning and so trying to kind of catch up on things. So I had to work a few nights and, and, you know, a few hours on the weekend here or there, but always trying to bring it back to a structured, I'm working basically a nine to five um, with a little bit of we, uh, like leeway on, on that. Where do you see the, like your business and maybe like the next five years, do you have like a big plan or you're kind of just seeing how the next few years go? Yeah. So we have a lot of ideas that we want to pursue with the business. Uh, we really want to create more educational resources for our community we also want to expand. So we have mastermind groups with, which if, um, people listening aren't aware of what those are pretty much it's, uh, we do ours online on zoom, which is like a video conference, but basically we meet together on a bi-weekly basis. And like, it's a bunch of entrepreneurs coming together, bouncing ideas off each other, getting support, getting feedback. Um, and so that part of the business we're wanting to grow, that's kind of where my heart lies. I love diving deep with entrepreneurs and helping them scale their businesses. So a lot of the women within our group are like in their second, third, fourth plus year of business, and they've had some success. They're, they're making consistent income, but now they're looking to kind of take it to the next level. And so, uh, expanding that part of our business and then also just continuing with our pop-up events and creating that community and, 
yeah, trying to find new ways of, of serving our community the best way we know how, um, trying to put out more free educational content out there that's available and accessible to everyone. And other than that, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a year from now, we'll, we'll have something else launching. But we always, like, our team and then also our chapter leaders, like, we're always having new creative ideas. It's just trying to figure out, okay, what's, what are we focusing on and what is the best fit for our community and then pursuing those things. Mm-hmm. And have you noticed that is the group usually like a diverse group of people? Like when I went to the event, I know that I met someone who was in her late fifties with kids and was starting a new business then. And then I also met someone else who was closer to my age who had just graduated university. Is that usually the case for most of the events where it's just a diverse group of people or do you find that it's usually a younger crowd? Yeah, it's funny. I find that it is a quite diverse crowd and I think the majority, like if I were to actually choose, okay, maybe like 40% of people that come to our events would be maybe 25 to like 40 in their age range. But the thing is we do, we have people younger, we have people older, which I absolutely love. And also we have people from all walks of life. We have people from all different types of businesses or even people that are just curious about starting their own business or have a side hustle. So I love that. I think not only is that what I want to create with our community, but I think it's really healthy because uh, I think it's important to get different perspectives on things. And if you're only talking to people that are just your age and in the same stage of life, and you're not going outside of that at all, um, I think you kind of get stuck sometimes in like tunnel vision and you're not really, um, I don't know, expanding your mind to other opportunities that might be out there for you. So I, I personally love that we have a diverse group of women and I hope that continues. And just as a last question, do you have any, like an overall recommendation for maybe someone who doesn't really know what they want to do or they do want to go into entrepreneurship? I mean, <laughs> the obvious answer that I always give is all about community. I'm just so passionate about it. So I think find other people that are on a similar journey or where you want to be and connect with those people. And get outside your comfort zone, like just show up, show up at events, go to places or even asking people for coffee is a really great idea or asking people to connect even on like a quick phone call. Um, You know, I love that you're doing this podcast because I think it's an amazing way um, that you're able to serve the community that you're trying to reach. And then also, you know, you're probably getting some really cool opportunities to connect with people. And so just do things that are really scary because <laughs> a lot of the scary things that you do are the are the things that are going to pay off in the long run. And that was Danielle Weeb. If you're ever in Victoria, Vancouver, Toronto, Seattle, or San Diego, make sure to check out one of the Business Babes collective events or sign up for one of her online meetups. I highly recommend them. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in.